and the and and the more they see your message over time and the more number of times they see your message the more real you become to them so that's what's great about having a good targeted list and hitting them over and over perfect Hey everyone, it's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. Today, we're going to talk about the million dollar postcard. And we know that uh, generating leads in real estate is the lifeblood of the business. If you're not generating leads, then you're not in business at all, right? So uh, I want to I definitely dig into that million dollar postcard. Um, I, I know a lot of people these days are doing what's popular, and that's text messaging and cold calling and ringless voicemail and stuff like that. I like to go against the grain personally. Um, I still do direct mail. So I'm interested to see what this million dollar postcard is about myself. So first and foremost, man, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Okay, Jamel. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, uh, I joined the Air Force when I was 19. I was in the Air Force for five years. And while I was in the Air Force, I started Richard Group Marketing and Advertising in North Pole, Alaska, uh, when the Macintosh first came out in 1984. And uh, my wife got, I met my wife there. We got stationed, she got stationed in Hawaii. So I went to Hawaii in 1987. I bought my first property, no money down, using my VA loan. <laughs> and then a year later, I bought a second townhome that we moved into with my wife's VA, no money down. And then a year later, those properties doubled in value because it was the, during the Japanese housing bubble. You know, they were buying property in Hawaii. And I made so much money. I took all that money. I, I, we built a uh, luxury home overlooking the ocean. And... Um, that got me the real estate bug. But at the time, I was the marketing director for a company out there that I built, and I became a marketing consultant. I moved to Colorado in 1995. Uh, but in 1996, I, I started uh, just by going to seminars and books and tapes and all of that, learned uh, real estate investing. And I, 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 I used my marketing background to generate a bunch of leads from sellers because when I first started Jamel I I was looking for those ugly houses the ones you can buy all cash real cheap but most of the people that were responding that wanted to sell a house they weren't willing to do that so if they were great yeah do a fix and flip you know or you know buy it all cash with some hard money or you know flip the deal but then I started uh, buying and holding buying with creative financing buying subject to in, the, in fact, in the beginning, I started buying on lease options about, I did about 30 of them uh, until uh, Ron Legrand told me at one of his events, just get the deed. So I just started getting the deed on those same deals. <laughs> so I bought over 500 houses between 1996 and 2015. And in 2001, I did my first seminar for real estate investors teaching uh, my model, okay, um, and I've created, I've kind of became the marketing consultant for real estate entrepreneurs by speaking on other people's stage and people using my marketing tools. Yeah, man. And, and if I could say this, man, I know that your stuff has been ripped off and duplicated so many times over, you know, um, if you guys watching this, if you're making any kind of money in real estate, I'm willing to bet that 
Richard has created something that you've used in your real estate business. He just, he's probably not getting the credit for it. If you have some marketing tool that has been working for so long, it's probably has my fingerprints on it. Maybe. That's right. That's right, man. That's right. Hey, what was it an easy transition going from corporate and military into starting your own real estate business? Well, I was always an entrepreneur. Okay. And I, I never got into corporate. Okay. So, um, the transition, so marketing is the key to any business. So I became a marketing entrepreneur and then I would get, I learned so much building, uh, a company that we did books, tapes, and seminars on personal growth and development in Hawaii. I, I studied all the marketing gurus, Dan Kennedy, uh, Ted Nicholas, Gary Halbert, uh, Jay Abraham, and I learned so much I could go into any business and help them boost their sales and profits with direct response marketing. So I've always been a marketing guy. Okay. What happened was I was selling my time as a consultant and as a copywriter. Okay. Now I was getting a piece of the deal sometime, a piece of the results, but I wasn't really leveraged. And again, I made so much money with real estate, I decided to uh, use my time instead of selling my time you know, go after building wealth uh, with real estate. Now, I know a lot of people, if you're into wholesaling, you know, you're, if you're not keeping anything, you know, you're getting all these paychecks, but you're not really building wealth. So I think a lot of flippers really need to uh, consider holding property and buying and holding long-term because everybody I talk to, that's the lesson they learn down the road. After they make all this money, it's like, hey, <laughs> you know, how can I walk away from this business without making more money? You need that passive income. Man. And so all the properties I bought were with none of my credit, none of my capital. Okay. Um, and so when I retired in 2015, I had about 50, 56 properties. Okay. But never, never going to the bank. Okay. Yeah, man. It's funny that you mentioned that because I started off as a fix and flipper, right? This was back in 2002. And until it wasn't until 2009, 2010-ish is when I started picking up lease options and, and oh. rental properties at that point. Um, I started the buy and hold game late, man. And I wish, you know, I, I flipped hundreds of houses beforehand. I wish I would have kept, you know, at least 50% of those because, you know, obviously that just makes a, it makes a stamp in your business, you know, okay. so- so I heard that one definition of like a wholesaler is someone who can go out there and buy properties at a discount, mm. right? Find properties at a discount. When I would find properties at a discount, Jamel, I would keep them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, but I would fund them with private money or other people's money, right? Or, or seller financing. Okay. But normally if I can get long-term 0% or low interest, seller financing with the seller, I can actually pay them full price or even top dollar. Yep. And that being a transaction engineer allows you to put out better marketing. So, and better pre-screening. So if anybody who's just looking to buy at a discount, if the seller's not willing to do that and they want to sell the house, a lot of times those go in the trash. There's yes. so much money left on the table. If you can then Say, okay, if that doesn't work for you, let me see if what else I can do for you, right? And offer them more money by waiting for some of their money. That's it's right. that simple. Yeah. No, so I think that, 
Mm-hmm. It's interesting, man, because I just had a seller, you know, I, I just, he, he, he sold me four houses. This was within the last week. Two of them, he didn't want to sell because he thought the government or the IRS rather was going to tax him uh, too high and he didn't want to pay all of those taxes. So I offered him seller financing, 100% seller financing, 0% interest. He took it, right? So we purchased two houses that we wholesaled, but then the, the, the better of the two, which he decided to keep, we ended up purchasing from him on seller financing and we have two rental properties below market value, which are cash flowing at this point once we close next week. You know, that, that you sounds like that. a return. That sounds like a retiring landlord. Yeah, that's exactly what because it is. And that's who I'm finding that, these days. That's what I've always targeted. Okay. The better you can get targeting retiring landlords with equity, okay, or free and clear houses is what we go after. Okay. And preferably in a more spread out, like in the sprawl or more rural, there's less competition. So if you're having trouble with your marketing and a lot of times you you have a high density area and you want to buy right where you live, you can actually make a lot more money going out, you know, 15, 30, 45 minutes, even an hour if you have to, or two hours if you have to, or do it virtually if you have to. But, you know, sometimes people beat themselves up in markets that they're so hot and there's so much competition. Okay. Now, retiring landlords, did, did you tell him that he could defer his taxes many, many years by uh, doing? Yeah, there you go. That was and one of my we, selling points. There you, it is a big selling point. And did you buy it with the uh, tenants in place? Yep. With the tenants in place, man. That's another big selling point. So we put all those best selling points in what I call a, my magic book postcard. So we talked about million dollar postcards. Million million dollar postcards. I actually started doing that for myself. Uh, where I took my free special report, how to sell your house as is at a fair price on the date of your choice. You might've heard about that title that came from me. I use it, (laughs) man. And I know I got it from you. (laughs) Right. So I have like a three page special report. That's a sales letter, but it gives uh, a seller all these reasons to call you and see if you can buy their house. And, um, so it's a lot of the benefits that all investors can offer if, a buy, uh, if an investor buys a house. But we also um, also say that we're not going to beat them up on price or something. I don't know what we say, but it's just to get sellers to call. Now, we can put that out as a flyer. I run it as an advertorial. You can put it on a web page. It can be a free special report. What I did, Jamel, is I put it on an oversized postcard. Mm. Okay. So front and back. And then I had my whole message there. And then we would saturate neighborhoods. Okay. So we'd pick a neighborhood and we'd send that to just every single door. Today it's called every door, every door direct mail. Okay. So, but what at the time our printing cost was as low as possible. We didn't have to buy a list because it was carrier route, you know, a, a occupant type of thing. And then, um, the, so there was no list. The postage was like 12 cents. Because it's standard mail, bulk rate, it's a little, it's higher today, but you, you could cost effectively, you could avoid that waste by just hitting every door in the neighborhood. Now it wouldn't go to the owner if they didn't live there. Okay. It'd go to tenants it'd go to vacant houses. Okay. So that was a drawback, but it was very profitable. Later, we decided to get more uh, targeted. So what we would do is send out a small postcard to retiring landlords that have free and clear houses. Okay. There's all kinds of lists you can go after. The list is key when you're doing direct mail, but we would 
have a very personalized, merged, uh, personal sounding, personal looking postcard. A lot of the postcards that you see that people send out that sometimes work and sometimes don't, they look like they're mass produced. They look like advertising. Mm. Okay. They're all full color and all this. It, this, my post, my magic boat postcard, and I'll give people a link where they can go take a look at it. Um, in fact, it's rapodia.com forward slash free. I'll talk about that, but there's no graphics on it. It's all text. Okay. And we do sometimes put a, we have some handwritten notes on it and a handwritten signature. You can do that. But otherwise, it just looks like a, a le- it's a letter on a postcard, and it reads very personal and is personalized. So that one small postcard, we can mail first class to a more targeted list. So we would get a list of all the people in certain zip codes, right? And then we like to go with absentee owners first before we go to owner-occupants. And then we like to go after free and clear or high equity deals before we go any further on that. And usually we, we'd have enough leads. We wouldn't have to go any further. Absolutely, man. So I really wanted to hone in on the lists. I wanted to hone in on the, the maybe the marketing budget and maybe the frequency as well, because all three of these are important when it comes to direct mail. Just to give, you know, our listeners are primarily uh, newer real estate investors. Some of them are just getting started. But then we also have that audience that they're doing a couple of deals, but they're not quite uh, consistent with the deals yet. So if we're talking to the newer group, uh, you, you mentioned absentees, you mentioned, uh, high equity and free and clear. Was it? Yeah. Free and clear is all equity. Yeah. Got it. So, so, so we would, we would, we would target absentee owners in the past. We would target absentee owners with, uh, 49% loan to value or less. So that means they have 50% more of equity. So we were looking for uh, owners with equity. We would target absentee owners first. Okay. And we like those because sometimes they are retiring landlords. They have multiple properties. Uh, there's a lot of reasons might like, you know, that they might want to sell them. Okay. So there's the, there's the list. Now today, a lot of people are already mailing to that list. So there's a lot of competition. So there's some other things. There's like uh, over at listability.com forward slash group, you can order, uh, you can filter it by low economic stability indicators, economic stability indicators. So you can get more refined. Um, What's really good is those, the hardest lists you can get are the best lists. Those Mm -hmm. are the lists that you have to go down to the courthouse and build, you know, evictions, bankruptcies, uh, probate, divorce, uh, code violations. There's a whole list of, of these smaller targeted lists. So your frequency of mailing would be depending on if they have a house for sale or not. So if you could get a list of expired listings, then that, you know, they had a house for sale. So I would hit them more often. I would hit them every three weeks, three times, then maybe a month later, and then every quarter after that, okay? If it's just a list of homeowners that meet our criteria and we don't know if they have a house for sale, like absentee owners with equity, then we would, hit, we would just hit them every quarter, okay? So because it's a moving parade, their cir- circumstance and needs change, 
and the and and the more they see your message over time and the more number of times they see your message the more real you become to them so that's what's great about having a good targeted list and hitting them over and over uh for sale by owners if you built a list uh, of that i would hit them you know every two or three weeks again we call it a rapid drip every two or three weeks about three or four times and then drip on a long drip after that um now your best list is your follow-up list. People that called, they said they took, they didn't accept your offer and, and, and you guys forget about them. <laughs> People don't, you don't have a system to just send them a postcard either every month or at least every quarter, right? And I just send the same postcard each time, even if they've already gotten it, right? You don't have to get fancy about it. It's reminding them of what you can do. So the other thing is your message on your postcard or your, in whatever marketing tool you have, what is your message? So you want to have a really good message. Uh, you want it to either all direct mail, all advertising, I think, should either look personal or like content. So personal or advertorial. Uh, those are the two best designs. Uh, anything that you produce and distribute where it looks like you send it to a bunch of people or it speaks like you send it to a bunch of people, uh, that will turn people off and it won't get as good a response. Um, so we talked about the, the media, which is postcards, right? And you can also, with the targeted list, send letters with the same message, but just, um, just on a letterhead. And then I would put three more pages of material in there, my free special report and all that. So um, the direct mail and then the list, that's your market. Who are you going to target? And then your, uh, your message is really important, okay? Now, the other, those are the three M's of marketing. The other M's of marketing is how much money you're going to spend, what is the frequency, the number of months, and then multiple hits. How many times are you going to hit them over those months? So I just gave you some guidelines on how many times in the frequency, right? How much money? It, it depends on if you are – what, what is the – value of a deal. Okay. What is it? What is the definition of a deal? So for me, for to go after and buy with creative financing and buy and hold long-term, I'm, we're targeting deals where we're making between 75,000 and 150,000 on average uh, with the money we actually pull out of the properties when we buy it, the positive cash flow each month, and then that back end payday in seven, nine, 15 years. Okay. On average on a, like a nine year deal, it's about a hundred, hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So what should you pay for a hundred thousand dollar deal? Well, what we do is um, we actually get our marketing money back each time we do a deal because we pull money out of these free and clear houses to fund the deal. But today I'm saying 1500 to 2,500 in marketing to capture 75,000. And that's each uh, month. So, well, as often as you want. So, so 1,500 no, to no, 2,500. If you're in a hot market, you should spend, if you're in a hot market, you should spend $2,500 to capture 75,000. Got you. And you can do that as often as you want. Yeah. So if you only spent, you know, $1,000 a month, each month in a hot market, it might take you three months mm -hmm. to capture a deal like that. Okay. And that's, that's, that's a creative financing deal. 
Um, right. but that, and that's my motto. Now, if you're getting, if you, if you're getting a very specific list, good targeted list, yeah, it doesn't take that much right. also. And that's for direct mail. Okay. I know texting is good. Ringless voicemail, uh, calling, but again, if you can do that where there's less competition, you're, you're better off. Okay. So we, we've been mailing postcards and people call off the postcards and they say, look, I got 10 postcards, but I liked yours. Well, that's actually, I don't even want to go back to that zip code. I want to go to a zip code where there's, they're not getting so many mails and texts and, and stuff like that. I have one of my coaching clients, she, she was calling Fizbo's and the, the first thing the, uh, the, the seller is asked is, are you an investor? And she said, well, yeah, I'm an investor. Well, I'm not interested because they got 10 calls already. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. Uh, it's yeah. how do you set yourself aside from the competition? For sure. And man. do you know what's going on with texting in June? What's they're going on with the rules? Say that again? Oh, they're changing the rules. They're changing the rules on texting. Okay. Depending on how you're doing it, you, you might have to jump through a lot of hoops. It might not even worth, be worthwhile to do texting after June. So mm. you do want multiple ways to generate leads. That's right. And um, I don't have the, de- I don't have the details. I'm not an expert on that. Um, but maybe we can get, I'll probably post some, some stuff in my newsletter. My newsletter is at richardroop.com. Get on my yeah. newsletter. Uh, I'm going to have to. But, uh, yeah. One of my buddies. I'm going to have to look into that. And maybe even do a video on that. What because, am I, uh, I, I need to yeah, give my audience an update. Yep. You should. Uh, Keon Razi is one of my buddies. He's with REI Stacked, and they do a lot of texting. He's mm-hmm. an expert at it, right? Skip tracing and texting and all that. And it works great now, but he understands what's coming up. And so we're, we're actually going to be collaborating on, it's called SMS after SMS. So SMS is one of my courses, Strategic Marketing Secrets, mm-hmm. where I cover all the different online strategies, all the different offline strategies for buyers, sellers, lenders, investors, uh, for getting leads as well as converting leads. Okay. And he thinks that would be great to help these people if they can't use SMS anymore. Yeah. Maybe we'll do another episode in the near future once we have a clearer understanding of what's going on, because we only have a couple months at this point to uh, be able to update everybody. So why don't we regroup and do another call uh, sure. just to update Absolutely. the audience on what's actually going on. And I'll, I'll dig into it a little bit myself because I want to know. And in, the, in the meantime, in the meantime, if it's working for you, keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, so, so yeah. what obstacles do you think investors are going to face while starting up a direct mail campaign? The cost is one thing because if you're, if you're, tar- if you're, if you, you can actually buy houses from unmotivated sellers. So the reason why my magic bullet postcard works so well is because of the strategy behind it. Okay. We're not trying to, we're not making offers on the first call. We're actually looking to build a relationship because if they have a house for sale, there's so many different ways we could help them as a, like a transaction engineer, right? that we don't want to burn up that relationship. And we're sorting by we're sorting for equity, not motivation. Because a lot of times people's motivation is hidden. But they if they responded to your advertising, they do have motivation. Right. And if they want to sell the house, then I want to make offers. You know, I I don't care if they reject my offer or not, but I want to be able to make offers. So um, the biggest challenge 
would you you asked in what what scenario? Biggest challenge for what? Well, what obstacles do you think they'll face? You know, just in marketing in general. Besides, you um, know, we spoke about comp cost, competition, competition, competition. I like that. So the way to fix that is be a better marketer, be more consistent, spend more money. Okay, but you got to know your numbers. The only reason you spend money on marketing is to make money. I think you should getting you should get at least a ten to one. If you spend five grand, you should at least make fifty. Okay, otherwise you can do it better. Um, so you can spend. Yeah, I was going to say I think there is there is really three C's in this whole thing. We talked about co cost. We talked about competition, and I also think complacency. You know, sometimes when we're not split testing enough, we we tend to forget about the campaign and just throw money down the toilet. What do you think about that? I think you absolutely, that's what we do in coaching. We make sure that they, we have people, our, our clients fill out a marketing plan, tells us, you know, what their budget is, what the things that they're doing, what the results is. We, you have to track all of that so you can expand on what's working and cut the things that are not like, I, I for example, running, I used to run a small classified ad in the newspaper cost me 20 bucks right? How many weeks can I run that before and do one deal to make it worthwhile? Yeah, I can run that for years and years and years, but you know, it'll take a, a long time to like run a full campaign. I'll give you an example. If you spend $1,500 on marketing, you, you should, you could compare that to something else you do for $1,500. So which one is getting you a deal or closer to a deal? So it's not, so if it's two different campaigns, yeah, compare it to the budget as well as the ease of implementation. Mm -hmm. so some things you can just set and forget, right? Like we have a postcard mailing service. So once once we have your zip codes and you know where and we just put you on a mailing plan and is and it's just you still want to track the results, but if it's working, there's nothing to do. Right. 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 Um, you know, if you got a good ad in a display ad in a local shopper magazine and it's it's cheap, but it, it is getting you leads. You just, you know, just run it forever. Um, sure, man. So there's a lot that we yeah. could, there's a lot we could talk about with, uh, with marketing in general. I'm, I'm really interested in having you back to talk about this SMS thing that's going on as well. Um, obviously there's a lot we can cover and there's a lot that, um, we can't cover in a short amount of time, but you mentioned a few websites that our listeners can go to, to get more information. Uh, from you. So we talked about the three M's of marketing. We talked about the million dollar postcard. We talked about some of the hurdles people might face. Where can our listeners go to get more information from you personally uh, to get a general idea of how to get started with direct mail? Okay. So that million dollar postcard, when it was an oversized postcard, we went mm -hmm. to the smaller uh, merged magic bullet postcard. So that was our our million dollar postcard campaign. Is that that's what it is currently? Okay. If you go to rapodia.com forward slash free, so that's r o o p o d i a dot com forward slash free. Right now, there's a number of free training programs, and I did a, a training webinar for my members a couple months ago on how to create a million dollar postcard campaign. So you'll see my. We talk about all the things we were talking about today, get into the details, show you the card and all of that. So that would be great. There's okay. some other great resources on that as well. And then the other website I mentioned was uh, richardroop.com. 
and you can go there, get on my newsletter, and I, um, I, I publish, you know, free stuff, and I do events and all kinds of stuff. So I'll keep you up to date on what's working best now. Ladies and gentlemen, the legendary Richard Roop. He's uh he's being <laughs> modest today. The legendary Richard Roop. Listen, definitely, I'm gonna uh link those uh those websites in the description box. Repodia.com/free. Also, check out richardroop.com. Be sure to support Richard and his efforts in telling the world about what he's doing. Um, obviously, education is a big play for us to continue being successful investors. What are you currently reading right now, if anything, man? What am I reading right now? I've, <laughs> I listen to audiobooks. Me too. Um, I, uh, but I'm also working on a lot of projects that you know, cause me to do a lot of research. So I'm reading, like I'm putting together a live event in Florida next month, mm -hmm. and it's all on the inner game of success the mental mindset mm. of creating results. So in order to prepare for that, I'm reading a bunch of stuff that I already have. You know, I got some books. Uh, I, yeah, I got a stack of books here. Um, when yeah, when uh, is it? Cause I, I know you wanted, I know you wanted me to go to that event, but I, I have to be in Los Angeles in May as well. Uh, do you know, I, yeah. I'm going to be out in LA mid May. So if you're in LA and you want to get up with me in mid May, uh, give me a shout out on this channel. Leave a comment in the comment section because I'm interested in meeting some of you guys face to face. But when when are you going to have your your live event in Florida? Yeah, yeah. I wanted you to come and 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 do your mini thread talk. Okay, I want you on stage. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, that is May 20th through the 22nd. Okay. Yeah, I think I could. I think we could swing that, man. I, I think I'm going to be out in <laughs> LA. So when I come home, um, I'll probably have a day or two. I got to look at the schedule. I'll, I'll probably have a day or two, you know, or I may, I may have to fly from LA to Florida. So we'll, we'll work something out. Well, you, well it's, it's, it, we're, we're doing it on one of the most world's most beautiful beaches. It's, it's rated number five by TripAdvisor, like in the world. Wow. Okay. What beach and, is that? Uh, uh, it's uh, St. Pete beach. In Clearwater. Is it the one in Clearwater? Clearwater? Yeah. It has like white sand or something like that. Oh yeah, man! I've been there. It's, I've been it's, there. It's, oh man, it's it, we're going to do it at the Trade Winds. Uh, Grand yeah, Island. that's it's it. That's, that's the resort. hotel I stayed okay. at. DC Fawcett oh, and Zach Childress had an event there back in like 2013. It wasn't for investors; it was more for uh, info marketers and joint venture partners because they were launching a course back then, and they just got everybody together, and we had this big mastermind, and they had it well, at the Trade Winds. That's the one. Yep. That, and that's kind of like this event. It's not really a public event. It's really for people that like yourself, that your, your mission, your purpose, your passion is helping other real estate investors. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the crowd we're putting together. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, man. I'm looking for, I love that hotel. I actually got to take my wife there, man. Uh, they had the white sand and it was just a beautiful place to be, man. I absolutely enjoy myself there. I haven't been back since. Uh, but yeah, put me on the list, man. I'll, I'll definitely, uh, Check the calendar and see if we can confirm that up, man. I appreciate that. Hey, man. So there's a lot to cover with you, man. I could talk to you all day long, but obviously we have a short period of time on the podcast. If you have to offer our listeners some last words of advice to get started in real estate, what would those words be? Well, the first thing, 
oh, to get started. The first thing that comes to mind, you talked about education, right? Mm-hmm. My, 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 my buddy, Dan Duran, used to always say, education without implement- implementation is just entertainment. <laughs> okay. So um, I think it's really important to get clear on your goal. If you're started or if you're successful, what do you want your business to look like in a year from now or six months from now? Right. At this event, we're going to do a, a five-year vision for these influencers, right? Because I, I've done this before. I did it about eight years ago. It's amazing, okay? But you got to get really clear on your vision of what would you like your business to look ideally a year from now, okay? What would you want to be celebrating? What would you want to be doing? How would you want it to look? So I, I walk people through how to do that. But then the question is, you know, why is that important to you? If you're making all this money, you're living your preferred lifestyle, or you're doing the business how you want it, why is that important to you? Why is your real estate investing important to you? Get real clear on that and then set goals that are in alignment with your values. That way you have our organic, natural motivation to knock it out. Know why you're doing it. Know what you're going to do with the money. And, and, and then don't, don't worry about the how you're going to do it. Start with the end result. Get really clear on what you want. Ideally, then the how will come. Then you work on the how. Then yeah. you'll see the how. This, the how might be right in front of you, but until you set that goal, you didn't even see it. That's right, man. And then, all right, so there's five steps. Set a goal, then make your plan. So forget about the why, set your goal first. Know what you want, when you want it, and then why. Then make your plan. Okay. Then uh, plan your work. Get those things that are part of your plan into your schedule. And then four, just work your plan. If you get all that and it's important to you and it's already in your schedule, you don't even have to think during the week. You just knock these things out. Okay. And then the fifth thing is get feedback and adjust. Just like in marketing, everything is a test. So get feedback and adjust. Along the way, from here to there, there might be detours, you know, roadblocks, potholes, right? But if you're committed to that goal, you'll get there. Absolutely, man. Five-year game plan. I believe anybody can be successful, achieve anything they want within a three to five-year time frame. It's achievable whether you're 20 or you're, you know, 50 years old at this point. You can do anything. It's, it's, it's about your beliefs. That's right. Okay. I, the biggest challenge that people... Um, that I see people make is that their goals are not big enough yep. and it's, and they're limited by their thinking. That's why you want to hang out with like-minded people yep. that will inspire you. And, Absolutely. and yes, read books, study, gather information on things that will expand your beliefs and expand what you think is possible for you. Appreciate it, man. Listen, this has been a fantastic podcast with the legendary Richard Root. And uh, we're looking forward to having you again in the future, my friend. And uh, looking forward to talking to you more about what's going on in your business, but even what's happening with this text messaging thing that we're uh, coming up upon. This is new news to me. So I'm interested to look into this. Wow. You got me, you got my wheels spinning now. So I'm looking forward to okay. having you again, man. And uh, looking forward to providing each and every single one of you listening to this podcast with continued value. Continue to support this podcast. It's growing. It's in like 40 to 50 different countries at this point. I'll read them off 
uh, at a later time on another podcast. But we're all over the world now. And it's exciting to know that people are uh, finally getting the education that they need to go from where they are right now to where they want to go in business in general. Look forward to providing more value to you guys. And I'll talk to you on the next one. Take care. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.